0: Hey everyone, Shannon here. We're ending our Echoes and Hope series today with an interview with Kimberly McKinley, the director of evangelization at the Church of the Assumption of Mary in Washington, D.C. And we're going to switch up the format just a little bit today to give you guys a peek behind the scenes. So you're going to hear her interview with Marcia pretty much in full so that you can hear the questions that we asked and also how we designed this series to help better tell the stories of our brothers and sisters in Christ. So in a slightly unedited format, this is Echoes and Hope with Kimberly McKinley. I am here with Kimberly McKinley of Washington, D.C. Yes. Which is amazing. Born and raised. Born, yes. I love it, people. City Pride. I met Kimberly this evening at her church. Yes. And I went to visit Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Yes. That's it's called. It, yes. In Washington, D.C., in the Congress Heights neighborhood, where she is the director of evangelization. Yes. Wonderful. And she has agreed to talk to us today, which I'm pretty excited about. Me too. We've had a pretty great night. We've
1: had a great night. (laughs) Known each
0: other for five hours. Right. And we're gonna be friends forever. Forever. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Tell us a little about yourself. So, tell us about your faith journey. Are you a cradle Catholic? I am a cradle Catholic. I was baptized at St. Luke's Catholic Church here in Washington, D.C. And by the time I was three, I think we started going to St. Benedict the Moor. And I've been there almost all my life. I went to elementary school there. I went to Elizabeth Ann Seton for high school and finished my degree at Trinity University here in Washington, D.C. And yes, I've been in a Catholic church all. My life and my son, of course, I raised him Catholic. Only time I think I left St. Benedict the More was when he was about four. Five or six years old and getting ready to do sacraments. And Saint Benedict was a smaller church. I made the choice to attend church with another family member who was at a more lively church, a church that had a larger population of young people. So we attended Saint Joseph's, and when he became a teenager, I ended up found my way back to St. Benedict the Moor. And it's home. It's where, you know, I did all my sacraments. You know, I went to school there. When I went to teach as an adult, I also taught at St benedict the moore where wow. i had been a student so i would say that i have been catholic all my life and couldn't imagine worshiping and being anywhere else but at saint benedict the Moor. I'm grateful, so grateful that my parents shared the faith with me so early. You know, when you're young and you're going through life, you just don't know when you're going to need to rely on that. And so the first time I really realized how important, how deep my faith ran was, when my son was born, he was born a preemie. He was one pound, nine ounces. And they actually asked me, you know, do you want to go on with the pregnancy? You know, there's a 50% chance that he might not live. And I just couldn't even imagine that somebody was asking me that question. But my faith was so, so strong, so deep in the Lord that I knew that I could trust him. I could rely on him and that he had me and that all was going to be well, no matter what happened, that all was going to be well. And so that... Kind of really strengthened my faith, my faith walk with him. Elijah, thank the Lord, is now 21, getting ready to turn 22. It really taught me that I have to trust him, not just when I really need him, but that I had to be more thoughtful, more prayerful, and really start to live my life more for Christ. And I think that was really when I started to be more aware of my faith walk, who God was to me, and how much I. I loved him and needed him and couldn't imagine a life where I didn't know the Lord. And also finding that responsibility to share that love for Christ with others. So after my son, I became an educator. Like I told you, I went back and I taught at the school. And that was really important for me to be able to share my faith in everything that I did. And so from then, I think that my commitment to working in a church, not just a tithing member of the church, but actually participating, working with the youth. I've been working with the youth at the church. I've been a catechist for many years. And right now I'm director of religious education also at my church um, at St. Benedict the Moor. I have a really um, long history of being committed to the church and to sharing the love of God with others.
0: What are the challenges that you feel that you faced being a Black Catholic?
1: It's very interesting to meet people who don't even realize that there are black Catholics. So for me, it was not until I became an adult that I realized this. I was, um, like I said, St. Benedict the Moor was one of the first churches in Washington, D.C. to have a gospel choir. So I always grew up in a church that was vibrant and alive and, you know, worship out loud. I didn't realize that other people didn't know that we existed. And so I was sharing with you earlier, one of my best friends, my dearest friend, she's from North Carolina. And when we first met, I was sharing with her that I was Catholic. And she was like, I didn't even realize that African-Americans were Catholic until I was an adult. And I'm like, how could you go your whole life not knowing that? Like, we're a big community. I find that very interesting that people don't know that. I think one of the challenges that I also find is that sometimes we don't feel heard and that people don't always respect or see the value in the way we worship, and that we maybe need something different. The same word, absolutely the same word, the same faith, the same belief, but the way we show our worship may be different and i don't always see that celebrated in our church and i think that's one of the things that we still need to work on Mm -hmm. is to be seen as a vibrant part of the catholic faith
0: in a way to be seen as a vibrant part of the catholic faith what do you feel that you bring to the church as a black person
1: So I think our creativity, the energy that we bring, bringing our culture, whether it's through music, whether it's through spoken word, whether it's through dance, you know, there's so many ways to express faith. And we just want people to be open to that and to honor and respect it. And to say, yes, that's a way to honor and worship God too. And not to say that one way is right or wrong, it's just different and that it's okay.
0: Thank you so much, Kimberly. I really appreciate you taking this time to talk with us and to let us get to know a little bit more about your faith and where you're coming from and how vibrant the Black Catholic scene is in D.C. Because awesome. even I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so Yes, you have to come and hang out with me one weekend. We can church hop. Yes. And, oh, and check it out. That would be amazing. <laughs> I'm going to take you up on that. Awesome. Awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> so where can, where can our listeners find you? I am also a consultant with Mary Kay. And so I have a Facebook page, Beauty For You by Kimberly. That's Beauty, the number four, capital U, by Kimberly. Yes, I
0: can attest to her Mary Kay skills. I have a beautiful facial done right now with some really great lipstick that she recommended to me that I would not have picked out myself. This is beautiful. <laughs> Appleberry.
1: Yes. And my website is slash KM. Get excited.
0: I love it. I love it. On our podcast, we get super excited every week. So,
1: <laughs> awesome.
0: Thank you so much for spending this time, Kimberly. And what are you going to do for Black History Month? How are you going to celebrate Black oh History Month?
1: So, um, at the Church of the Assumption, where I work as the director of evangelization, we are going to have a gospel concert. So, I'm excited about that. Oh, my that. goodness, that's amazing. Yes. And then, awesome, get ready to check my calendar because I just heard about another celebration. At Saint Teresa Church of Avila, they will be having a back history program. I know that that is going to be a beautiful celebration. You don't okay. want to miss it. Okay, that sounds
0: amazing. Yeah. Okay, I need to come back
1: to DC, girl. Like it's happening. <laughs> it's
0: hap- yes, we're gonna do it. Yes, we're gonna make it happen. So thanks again so much, you and will. and we look forward to hearing more about what's going on in your parish and hearing more about what's going on in your life as a Black Catholic. So thank you so much for sharing your story and happy Black History Month, everyone. Bye.